Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's Friday, Junior. It is January 26, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Peanut Brittle Day. Oh, <laughs> no idea what the hell that just was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that was. Little gremlins inside the uh, road, apparently, making uh, making their own little things. Uh, National Peanut Brittle Day. Not a huge fan of peanut brittle. I love peanut butter, so I'll, I'll have it every now and then. Big fan of nuts. Uh, it, it's hard to pass up nuts covered in peanut butter, but I, I'm not a huge fan of peanut brittle just because of the sweetness sometimes. But I do love nuts covered in butter, uh, peanut butter, so... You know, yeah. I'll have it every now and then, but I'm not going to go out of my way to eat peanut brittle or get peanut brittle. It's not something that I'm going to buy. Uh, and I think we've talked about that before, too. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to sit there and go, yeah, this is something I want. No, uh, I'll no. eat it occasionally, but that's about the extent of it. Right. If it's like at a, at a Christmas party or Thanksgiving, you know, something like that as a snack, you know, I might snap off a little bit and have a little bite. But, yeah, it's it's not something I'm going out of my way to get for sure. Good news last night. Hawks break their streak. Hawks beat the Thunder 137 to 132. Let's go. That's a good thing. And uh, good you, thing. you had a good night last night. Um, had a very good night. Yes, I did. I uh, That was a real-time bet, too. I, I don't remember. I believe the spread was four. I think the Hawks were favored by four. I don't know what the over-under was, but when I saw how they were scoring in the first half, uh, I was like, yeah, we're, we're hitting the over right now. And I got, the, I got in on the over uh what what was it two two sixty and a half i think was what i got and uh the over right after that was like 270 which they did not get over but yeah i got the i got the over at, i believe it was 260 and a half and then i got hawks at minus one um that was about halfway through the second quarter i got those odds and, and hit both of them last night so good good night last night in uh, live betting that's the way to do it in the nba man live betting is is the way to go Trey last night had 33 points. Looked good. Um, he looked he looked like uh, he was he was getting a little bit better um, last night. Bogey and Murray both had 20 points, both plus 20 plus points. Excuse me. JC and and CC both had double doubles. And when you get JC and CC both with double doubles, that's huge. Yeah, I, I think I tweeted this out last night that we were going to dominate in the paint. They just, they didn't have the size. OKC didn't have the size to stand up to us. I mean, Clint Capella went eight for eight from field goals. He didn't miss a single shot. Last. Now, granted, every single one was like a, you know, a dunk or a layup or something, uh, but perfect last night, two for six from the line, kind of what you expect from Clint. He's not a great free for, free throw shooter. I, I, tr- I struggle with that word every single morning, um, but I, it, I believe in the Hawks last six games, they have the highest field goal percentage in the entire NBA. Uh, so that's a that's a really positive sign to see. They're six 
They're six and two in their last eight road games. That's positive. I mean, every everybody on the starting lineup last night had 18 or more points. Clint with 18 and 10, John with 19 and 10, and Bogey and Murray both with 20 and 21. And then you add in Trace 33. It's sort of that same thing we've been seeing over the past couple of weeks, Billy, where the the starting rotation all play fantastically, all contribute, and it leads to a Hawks win. Imagine that, right? You know, yeah. th- this is what you kind of need from your from your starting five. So I, I don't know, man. It like it's this team is frustrating. We've talked about this before, and and it's still frustrating in a win. You know what I mean? Because it's why couldn't we have done that against Charlotte or against the Bulls? You know, bingo. It, bingo. Yep. This is what's so frustrating about this team. And you know the I I. I think because of the Hornets, you know, we had the injuries. Uh, we, we didn't have, oh, we had a short bench. But I mean, every every, every NBA, NBA team is, is having injuries at this point in the season. We didn't have DeAndre Hunter last night again. All that. Uh, and it showed. I mean, the, the defense, uh, we gave up 132 points to an Oklahoma City team that, I mean, outside of Shy, they really don't have a score. They really don't have anybody else. We gave up 132 points. Um, so yeah, it's, it's frustrating when you, when you come out and you take care of business against a bad OKC team, but you can't do that against a bulls team. Who's not any better than OKC and the Hornets who are quite a bit worse than OKC. Plus they didn't have ball. So it's a, it's a very, very frustrating team when they don't play up to the talent and they almost gave it away last night too. that fourth quarter. I mean, we were up by, I want to say like eight or 10 points with under a minute left. And OKC came back, and I believe they tied it at one point. I, I don't remember, but I, I just know it was it was closer than it should have been under a minute. And and you mentioned the defense in the first half. But the second half, the Hawks played much better defense, even though they almost gave it up there late. But Trey Young last night ties Magic Johnson for seventh all time in thirty plus points, ten assists games. <laughs> oh man, that's a. Uh... That's pretty good when you can tie Magic Johnson in literally anything basketball related. You realize this is his fifth season. That's <laughs> that's absurd, dude. That is that is absolutely crazy. Nuts. Any of those people that are talking about getting rid of Trey, I would just point them towards that stat. Like anytime you tie Magic Johnson in literally anything basketball related, you're doing a pretty good job. Hawks are now off until Saturday, which yeah. it's the Clippers at home on a nice, Saturday. Nice little rest. I mean, you get Thursday, Friday. They probably, I would assume they probably fly, flew, flied, flew home last night from OKC in uh, having, you know, might have an off day today and then go back to work tomorrow. But it's nice to have a couple, you know, even if you got to practice, a couple off days uh, in between games and especially when you have an off day at home. So yeah. I like to see a, a rested Hawks team come out and take care of business at home versus uh Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers well I, I you know I don't know if DeAndre Hunter is going to be back he still had that acute asthma thing last night and and Neek was talking about it on the broadcast Neek went through that in his career I didn't realize that um and he said it's he said it's rough man he said you get out there in the court and he said you don't know when it's going to hit and when it does hit it feels like you're dying so he said it's a it's a very tough thing to get through uh and that the best thing for it is rest so I you know I, I don't know how to handle that. I know how to handle a, a pulled oblique, you know, a pulled muscle or something or a sore muscle. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that acute asthma thing that, that Hunter is going through, I just, you know, I don't know how they improve that, but I hope it gets better. All right, Bryce, let's, let's look ahead to Sunday. 
and the NFC Championship, the 49ers at the Eagles. Something that was said to me earlier this week um, that was kind of blew my mind. They said that they think that the Eagles have the best defense they've seen in the past 20 years. I, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can get on board with that because the team with the best defense in the NFL is the San Francisco 49ers. I, I don't I don't know if I can get on board with the Eagles having the best defense they've seen in the past 20 years. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, isn't that Ravens defense inside the past 20 years, 2003, uh, right? That was 06. So the Ravens had that defense with Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was, That's the best defense I've ever seen. Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Uh, oh, the Seattle Seahawks defense was really solid too. It, it was good, but that Ravens defense, that Ravens defense is the – Probably the best NFL defense I've ever seen. That was 06, right? With with them. Thanks. So. Uh, who was their quarterback? Trent Dilfer. When Trent Dilfer was their quarterback, um, that that was the best defense I've ever seen. And the best defense I've seen this year is the San Francisco 49ers. They're fast. They're physical. They're great up front. Uh, I mean, you look at the you look at what they've done against playoff opponents this year. They I don't believe they lost a single game to uh, they lost one game to playoff opponents this year, and that was to Kansas City. Uh, where they gave up 44 points. But other than that, I mean, they, they've just been rock solid. I mean, they only gave up 19 points last week to a Dallas team that had, had sort of been rolling. Um, and I think the 49ers know that if they want a shot to get to the Super Bowl, the defense has to play like that because I, I like Brock, Brock Purdy. I think he's a good story, but I don't know if you can put a game on Brock Purdy's shoulders in the NFC championship and expect him to go out and win the game like you could a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, a Patrick Mahomes, a Joe Burrow. I, I don't know if Purdy might have that moxie. I just I, I'm just saying I don't know. Um so I, I think I think that gives the defense of the 49ers a, a bit of chip on their shoulder. I mean, but you you look at the Eagles, the Eagles defense isn't terrible. I, I mean they haven't given up more than uh 20 points but once in the second half of the season, and that was to the Detroit Lions. So it's not like the Eagles' defense is, are, are schlubs. Um, I just think the uh, I, I think the 49ers' defense is a little bit better. So a little preview for tomorrow for the locks. For the locks, uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Here, here, here's, here's do what? Oh, oh, for you? Okay, okay, give it to me. The over under is forty six and a half. Oh, baby. <laughs> yes, please. That seems very high. I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that seems that seems very very high. I mean, that's almost like Snoop Dogg high. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking that one. Wow, oh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good shout. <laughs> that's a, that's a very good shout right there, man. I saw that yesterday, um, and I was like, hmm, that sounds good to me. My FanDuel app isn't working. I don't know what. There we go. Um. Yeah, that seems uh that seems very high for for those games. I don't. I wonder why they wonder why they have it that high. I mean, it's this, this is the and a half point favorite right now. Um, they're at home, forty six and a half. My goodness. I know, man. Wow, that's a, that's a lot, dude. How is the Niners Eagles game over under essentially the exact same as the Bengals Chiefs game? I that I don't know. Wow. It's okay. Deep. Um. Uh, yeah, I I think, you know, go over the NFC. I'm going to make my prediction here. I think it's going to be 49ers. I think 49ers win this. Give me 
to 17. 49ers win this game. They go to the Super Bowl. 17-10 Philly. You're going Philly? Yeah. Really? Yep. Sure am. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going I'm going Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy will become the first ever rookie quarterback to win an NFC or AFC championship game. Uh, four other four others have done it before him. It's um, Ben Roethlisberger, Mark Sanchez, uh, King, the old quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, way back when. And I can't remember the other one, but they're they're zero and four in championship games. Yep. No no rookie quarterback has ever won a championship game, and I think Brock Purdy pulls it off. Uh, not that he's going to win; it's going to be the defense. But I think Brock Purdy pulls it off and. Uh, the 49ers go to the Super Bowl to face a team that we will discuss tomorrow in the AFC Championship preview. That's called a tease, folks. But I'm also going to take the under. That's also a tease for tomorrow. You're going to take the under tomorrow? No, the under on the... Uh, on. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. You're going to take the under on the NFC Championship game. I thought you meant yeah. you were going to take the under in the AFC Championship yeah. game. I was about to tell you, that might not be a smart idea. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> But I don't know. It's Ooh, cold. So, half. Yeah. You know, with all the domes they're putting up in the NFL, they don't they don't think uh, football players. Can we talk about how amazing that Bills Bengals game was last week because of the elements, because they were playing in the snow? It was awesome. It was awesome. It's football. It, it's how football was meant to be played. And and we get it again this weekend when the uh, we'll talk about this tomorrow, obviously. But when the Bengals play the Chiefs, we get it again. It's going to be freezing cold. Uh, adversity they're going up against adversity um and our good friend clay harden will be out there cheering on the who day nation bundle up baby let's stay warm dude it's gonna be a fun game but i hope y'all stay warm him his wife and his son are all heading up to uh, kansas city so what an experience dude that's gonna be so cool yeah and he was telling me so they're going to um jimmy beck's wedding which congratulations to jimmy beck getting married this weekend congratulations man then they're leaving from his wedding to drive up to Kentucky, getting to Kentucky, spending the night, then leaving the next morning to drive the rest of the way to Missouri. Going to what a road game, trip. Going to the game, and then they come back Monday morning. They're leaving at like 4 a.m. Monday morning so they can get back home because their son Jake has a football banquet. Oh man, what a what a what a road trip! What a packed weekend. <laughs> That is that is awesome, man. That's how you that's how you spend your off time. That's exactly how you do it. Billy, we got yeah. the season coming up. Atlanta United. Do we? Do we really? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, we were. I was talking with my mother last night about the the roster and the makeup and how we were gonna do. And you know, it was. I was sort of working myself into a depressive state, and I don't want to go into the Atlanta United season like that. I want to go into the Atlanta United season hopeful. Uh, and and the big question on my mind is who's replacing Joseph? Not necessarily on the field because the production hadn't been there the past couple of years for Joseph just because of the injuries, but more along the lines of who's that guy you look for in crucial moments when you need a goal? He's not the guy that's going to come in, you know, like Joseph wasn't the guy that's going to come in and score three or you know three or four goals over a a week or two stretch. Uh, Joseph was that guy you looked to when it was 1-1, 1-2. You needed to go for the draw. Or you needed to go for the win or something like that. Who's going to pick up that mantle? Uh, and, and right now, unfortunately, the only healthy striker we have on the roster uh, is Jackson Conway. And, and he's a nice piece, but 
he's he's not he's not a Joseph. He's you know he's not a uh, he's not a poacher up there. He's not somebody that's going to clinically strike it. Uh, and, and we are still moving around. The transfer window is still open. We still can bring in. Can we see? I saw something on Twitter about a signing a striker. Maybe I don't know. I I I haven't seen it. The place I get all my stuff is um, transfermarket.us, and they have they have a list of everybody who's coming in, everybody who's coming out, prices, what they think the formation is going to be, and all that stuff. We we might have signed a striker. Um, I, I don't know. And once again, I don't know all the MLS roster uh, rules and regulations. There is a ton, and I don't understand it all. But luckily, we have some people who I believe are going to be experts on that, possibly talking about Atlanta United this year. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, the, the striker role, is Guzan healthy? That's another question I have. If, if he is, I assume he's going to be playing. 38, man, he's getting up there. But um, he, he's big and he's bald and he is a, uh, a wall as we like to chant out there. So I'll, I'll be interested to see what Brad Guzan comes out with. Miles Robinson, um, too. He's coming off an injury. I think our defense is going to be fine. I'm just not sure where the goals are going to come from, honestly. Uh, and, and, you know, is Arujo uh, and Almada, are they going to be able to find a chemistry again this year and sort of work their way down the field? I mean, I, I always forget how young Thiago Almada is. He's 21 years old. And he already got a call up to the Argentinian national team to play in a World Cup, with the, which they won. Uh, blows my mind to be a 21-year-old man and, and win a World Cup. So what are they going to do? What is Almada? What is Arujo going to do? Um, can they fill in sort of that uh, that role that we've seen over the past couple of years of creating off the ball, creating on the ball, moving the ball down the field? What type of offense are we going to run? You know, is it going to be a holding up top and then have the wings come forward? Um but I think the defense is going to be fine. We got Gutman coming back. Miles Robinson is coming back. We saw Parata. He, he left. Caleb Wiley still there. I, I like Caleb Wiley a lot. Brooks Lennon, I believe, is still on the roster. So we have some pieces on defense. Um, but the, the offense and the midfield are, are really my two biggest question marks. I, I mean, you know, Santiago Sosa, he's suspended. Um, Franco Albara, he's, he's still young. What is he going to look like? Uh, Sadich. He came in with a lot of fame, fanfare, but I don't really remember him being impactful in a lot of games. Um, so it's a big question mark, honestly, is what Atlanta United is going into the season. Uh, and I think it's time to announce, Billy, we will be having an Atlanta United exclusive podcast hey. on on TM5's airwaves. Uh, TM5 will be coming out with an exclusive podcast. It won't be Billy or I, uh, so you get a break from hearing our voices every single week. And if you're an Atlanta United fan, look forward to that. Um, not sure. Not sure what day that'll be released. It might be one of those things, sort of like track talk, where it's a it's a fluid day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere around there, because we all have normal jobs outside of the podcast that we do. Um, but we will have an Atlanta United uh, exclusive podcast, you know, thirty to forty five minutes every week, where we talk about the the matches that just happened, the matches coming up, any transfer news, um, any drama stuff like that. So uh, look forward to that. I believe we'll, we'll try to release probably our first one somewhere uh in between you know the uh the 20th and the 23rd of february because that first regular season game is the 25th and i believe the first preseason game is this weekend up in chattanooga right so i did see this it was mls uh side atlanta are in talks to sign Georgios. do you i i am gonna completely nail it this this i loved it gia all right kumakis Oh, Kumakis. Yes, Georgius Kumakis. From uh, Celtic as a designated player. That sounds like a uh, 
That sounds like a um, character from one of the Monty Python movies. G-I-A-K-O-U-M-A-K-I-S. Georgius. Oh, he's a Greek soccer player that plays for Celtic. Okay. Atlanta United, the sign Celtic Fort. Yeah. All right. Let's see. He's going to be a uh, he's going to be a DP, I guess. Yep, going to be a DP. Uh, do, 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 do. Trying to find his stats. I don't know who this guy is. I'll have to look him up. Good shout, Billy. Yeah. See, I see stuff. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. I'll have to look his uh, I'll have to look his stuff up. I didn't know that. Uh, Billy on the Marine South scoreboard from last night. UW falls to West Florida. Boys and girls ends the boys uh, streak. That's 79-75. I followed this one pretty closely on Twitter. It was a back and forth game down in Pensacola, Florida for the boys. Uh, the girls fall 71 to 57. And then UGA falls up in Rocky Top, 7 to 40, 70 to 41 uh, to the basketball volunteers. Volunteers are good this year in basketball, man. Wasn't the uh the spread like 19 and a half or something yes yeah 19 and a half and um so yeah they uh they covered. tennessee covered <laughs> yeah tennessee covered wow uh yeah tennessee tennessee's good this year in basketball and so is alabama uh on the smith's floor covering games and events calendar nothing we don't have anything going on tonight nothing nothing much going on tonight uh, tomorrow night we got a bunch of stuff and we are creeping up slowly on the spring sports starting to kick off we got soccer uh we got lacrosse uh, we have baseball. We have a bunch of stuff kicking off next week, like a week from today. I think so. Yeah, we uh, we're, we're, we have most of the schedules for all these schools. We're trying to get them all in together in, into one little thing. Um, and yeah, I think most of them kick off. I think uh, soccer and baseball kick off next week. Um, and then lacrosse. I saw the Carrollton ladies lacrosse schedule last night. And then I completely forgot about when they start. But it is soon. It is. Uh, let's see. It's very soon. Let me, my eyes are uh, next week. They have a scrimmage next week for the lacrosse, and then they will uh, start up in, in earnest the next week. So, yeah, baseball, soccer, and lacrosse all starting in the next couple of weeks. Good deal. Bryce, you need another yeah. cup of coffee? Indeed. Actually, before we get to that, I was looking up this Georges Giamakis dude. Uh, 19 appearances this year, six goals, one assists, uh, two yellow cards. So we'll see. He's a center forward. That's a, that's a big add. He's 28 years old, so you're getting, you know, what you would assume is a veteran. Uh, wow, that's a, yeah, that's interesting. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be too much. It looks like it's gonna be a five million dollar transfer, so that's not gonna be a ton. But it looks like to be a, uh, looks to be a bit of a veteran. Okay, good. Yeah, interesting, interesting signing. Uh, another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group in our TM5 Daily Fantasy League. I messed up. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Shufels didn't have a very good round yesterday. Of course, I was gonna, I, I was gonna pick, dude. If I, uh, if I could hit even at Tory Pines, I'd be happy. Oh my, oh my god! If I could hit ten over at Tory Pines, I'd be happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Xander Shafley didn't play well last night, and I, honestly, I was gonna pick um, John Rom. Rom was gonna be my first pick for yesterday, and then I landed on Connor McDavid, and Rom played even worse than Shafley did. Rom was plus one. Yeah, so Shafley was even tied for 92nd. Connor McDavid, who Bryce picked, was for, uh, had assists in, on three shots. And LeBron James had 20 points, 11 assists, nine rebounds. So, Almost a trip. Uh, uh, it's getting tighter. Um, it, it is. <laughs> it's getting it tighter. is getting tighter. Billy, 
Billy now only has a five-point lead over Peter. Billy's in the lead with 39. Peter in second with 34. And myself in last at 32. So, yeah, I mean, we got, let's see, we have maybe five. We have one, two, three, four, five. Yes, we have five more picks on the month, and it is getting tighter and tighter the deeper we go. I'm taking Novak Djokovic tonight. All right. I am taking Sahith the Gala today out at Torrey Pines. Okay. Good. Let's see uh, how those picks work out for us. And I, I'm taking Joker over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Dame Lillard drops Mike on Jazz with a historically efficient 60-point game. Dude went absolutely off. Uh, Lillard needed just 29 shot attempts and 10 free throw attempts to score 60 points last night, putting him in the elite company of only two players, Carl Malone with 26 in 1990 and James Harden with 24 shots uh, in 2019 to reach 60 points or fewer uh, on fewer attempts. So only two other guys in history have done it before Dame did it last night. Nuts, man. Uh, That's insane. <laughs> ben Simmons and Joel, Joel Embiid finally face each other as opponents. And they got testy last night. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, he said uh, they asked, they asked Embiid what he felt going up his former teammate in, in Ben Simmons. And Joel Embiid said nothing. <laughs> uh, he said, you know, just like every other night, I want to go out there and quote unquote, freaking kill whoever is in front of me. In an audit, LSU discovers that $1 million has been overpaid to Brian Kelly in 2023. <laughs> How does this happen? I don't know. A million dollars. How does how does a million dollars get overpaid? Like, I, Hey, them, them Cajun people can't add apparently down there. A million dollars. How do you overpay somebody a million dollars? Like, dear Lord, man. I, I don't know. It, it's not, I, I tweeted this out last night. It sounds like the plot from Office Space. Uh, you know, we he actually got fired two years ago. And we just kept paying. <laughs> we fixed the error. <laughs> yeah, it, sound, it sounds like an Office Space plot. Uh, uh, or, uh, yeah, LSU, million dollars overpaid. What's what's more of a joke right now? Not not team wise, but just functionality wise. Is it LSU or Texas A and M? A and M. A&M. And, yeah. Well, they've lost like 35 kids or something. Yeah. What, a, what uh, a miserable place to be. The Niners are willing to let the legal process play out with Charles O'Manahue. Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah, he's going to remain on the team. Um, uh, according to a release from the San Francisco police, they arrived at the residence at 439 local time, and a, a, a woman called, said her boyfriend was pushing her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, it, it reminds, it wasn't, it didn't seem as bad as the Ozuna stuff uh, with the Braves, but it, it seemed like it's along those lines. So yeah, they, they said they're going to let the legal process play out. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, not shocked there. Team trying to get to the Super Bowl. And they're like, oh yeah, this legal process is going to happen after the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're just going to let the legal process, you know, play itself out. If this was a regular season though, he'd be suspended. The U.S. loses to Serbia as eight players make senior team debut. Yeah, I watched a little. I watched a couple minutes of the opening half of this. It st- it didn't start until almost eleven o'clock, so I, I didn't watch a ton of this. A new a ton of new people playing, new coach playing. We didn't look very good in the opening, you know, opening twenty twenty five minutes that I watched. Uh, a little disheartening. So, but but it is what it is. It's just a friendly. 
you know, you get you get guys out there and uh, they take on Columbia in two more days. So we'll we'll see what they got. It's it's interesting to see how how newcomers play in this uh, squad. And then finally today in in 2020, and God, it's been I can't believe it's been three years. Uh, LA one one of the saddest days, honestly. When when you talk about celebrity things and, and popular people, one of the saddest days I think I've ever had. Absolutely. 2020, uh, LA Lakers basketball legend Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash in foggy conditions. In the hills above Calabasas, uh, Southern California, considered one of the greatest players in, in the game's history. It's just, I think that this is this is right up there for me with the death of um, Steve Irwin. Yeah. Th- those are the two. Those are the two celebrity deaths I think that affected me the most. Um, and I, I, you know, I told my buddies this. I, I was never a big Kobe fan. It was well, Robin Williams for me. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty bad too. Um, but you know, Kobe's Kobe's was worse because his daughter wasn't there. He was going yes. to the going to the basketball game. Like I, you know, it's just it. You know, that's that was that was a sad, sad day. And uh, you know, I, I never cheered for Kobe growing up. I always hated Kobe because I respected how good of a player he was. I always cheered against Kobe. Um, but yeah, it was it was really sad because at that point in time in Kobe's life, you really saw him sort of switching over to a different type of person. Um, yeah, he, he, he was dad. He was a business mogul. He was flying back and forth. He was doing different things. And it was, I was, I was really excited to see what this portion of Kobe's life brought him, uh, much like Shaq has done. You yeah. know, Shaq has sort of reinvented himself. He, he's a movie star. He's a, he's a business mogul. He's a comedian. He's all these, he's all these other things other than just Shaq Diesel. And I was really excited to see what, um, what Kobe's life was going to turn into, what his next chapter was going to be. Uh, but yeah, it, it cut short, um, you know, sadly and T's and P's still, you know, I, I don't think you ever get over a, uh, a, a, a child's death with, with Kobe's, Kobe's wife and everybody surviving. So still T's and P's to them. Uh, speaking of Shaq and this is just random, but it just popped up in my head when you said it, have you seen the Shaq documentary on HBO max? Oh, I don't know. It's really, good. I don't think it's so. really, good. yeah, is it? you're going to have to watch it, man. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I'll I'll put that up there with all the other sixteen billion things I need to watch. This one's this one's legit, man. Like uh, I would watch this one if I were you. You'd, you'd I might have. I don't know. I, I'll I'll have to go. I'll have to go check it out and and see. I might I might have already watched it. All right, man. You got anything else for today? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Friday, Junior. Friday, Junior. Uh, this is January twenty sixth, Friday, Junior. We will talk to you all tomorrow on a Friday, same time. Same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!